Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to These Go to 11. Once again, I'm Nathan Bell. Joining me today is not Zach Bartles. I'm going to get to my special guest in just a moment here, but I'm totally looking forward to this. Want to do a quick shout out to Mission Aware, though. Um, once again, want to thank them for all the work they did in helping sponsor us for our giveaway that we did uh, last month. Just letting people know we have not forgotten about you. It was just we had a lot of people respond to this. So just kind of getting all the product together and ready to ship off is going to take some time, but we have not forgotten. You will get it, and I will let you know on air when it's up and ready to go. Um, If you didn't get a chance to participate in that particular contest, fear not. We will have several others coming up uh, in the future, and so you can uh, hold on to your hats for that and just uh, give us a listen, give us a shout-out on Twitter, Facebook, or drop a review on iTunes. That always helps us out. Without further ado, um, want to introduce uh, Daniel. Is it Biro or Biro? Biro. Oh, you know, as long as you call me uh, Zach Bartles, I'm 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 Gabe. <laughs> uh, nice. Uh, uh, I actually, you know, it's Daniel Biro. Uh, I, I don't really have a preference, but uh, side note. If the band wasn't Hawk Nelson, I think Zach Bartles would be epic. <laughs> <laughs> that would be that would be a pretty great band right there. The Zach Bartles so, band. I mean, it's just as confusing. A lot of people think Hawk is a guy. So, right, right. Um, <laughs> so, so Zach, if, whenever you listen to this someday, if you ever do, you got a great name. <laughs> nice. Let me uh, actually let me ask you since uh, since you brought it up. Um, where did the name Hawk Nelson come from? Ooh, well, see, I wish there was this like really deep <laughs> spiritual meaning, but you know, when you're like in high school and you're trying to put a band name together, yeah. and your options are like, okay, our options were, uh, Bob's your uncle, uh, Jim Dandy, <laughs> chain link and Hawk Nelson. And for some reason, like, they like we searched on like Google and it was like it, Hawk Nelson was nothing. And we were like, Hey, like it sounds like a guy's name, but like we could use it for as a band name. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, so no, no deep meaning. It just was a, was a dude's name, but it wasn't actually a dude. So. Right. Right. Nice. <laughs> now I'm curious. So Bob's your uncle. Isn't that kind of like a British term for like right on or something like that? Yeah, I think so. Uh, I, that wasn't one of my ideas, so I can't lay claim to that. Okay. But um, we thought chain link sounded too like hardcore, like you know, like skillet chain link, right? You know, right? Um, and then Jim Dandy is just like a joke. So um, <laughs> yeah, so Hawk Nelson. I, but what's funny is at the time Hawk Nelson sounded just as ridiculous. It was like, oh, like it doesn't mean anything or, uh, and, and, but you know, we, it's like when you name your kid, like, or something like you give, you give it that identity. It's cool. (laughs) Right. No. And it, I mean, it is a great name and you know, like, I think if you put like a cool predator name in front of anything, it's going to eventually sound cool, you know? So like, you've got got Hawk in there. And so, you know, that's really all you need. It's like Eagle Nelson. It could have been the same thing. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, nice. Nice. So let me um, ask you, Daniel, just to kind of give a brief bio about yourself personally. Um, We'll, you know, we'll kind of get into the band stuff later, but, you know, you you came on here. And so I want to talk about you, find out about you and, you know, 
family, friends? Do you have any of those things? Um, do you want any of those things? You know, all that fun <laughs> stuff. Ah, yeah, man. Uh, what can I say? Um, God has super blessed me with an awesome life. Uh, I grew up with a great family. Um, I'm trying to think maybe around the age of 13 though, my parents split up and Mm -hmm. you start questioning a lot of, you know, your beliefs and and those things and your teenage years are hard. And, uh, I remember those being very tough years, but, uh, somewhere in my later teen years, uh, uh, this guy approached me and said, have you ever thought about pursuing music as a career? And I thought, no, like you can do that. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I was just like playing at church in a youth group kind of praise and worship band. And, uh, and so that he kind of put that seed into me and then started playing local shows with a local band. And before you know it, um, these guys asked, asked me to come join. And then we started Hawk Nelson out of high school and, God has taken us on this 16-year journey. But in the meantime, uh, I have a wonderful wife, a couple cats. We're adopting some kids from Haiti. Oh, uh, nice. Yeah, so, I mean, no complaints, man. I think that uh, life is full of up and ups and downs, but, like, God has been the constant through it all. That's great. Let me ask you, did you – I mean, this person approached you when you were 13, but was, was music – what was on your radar before that? Like, what were you kind of thinking – Oh, I'll grow up and do this or I'll be this. If you weren't, you know, if you weren't hanging out with Hawk Nelson, um, you're the bassist, correct? I am. And I, and when they asked me to come play, I actually didn't play bass. Okay. Uh, so that's interesting. I, you know, what's funny is I've never been able to answer that question that, you know, that's so hard that what do you want to be when you grow up? Right. Like, uh, I mean, aside from like the childhood, oh, I want to be a fireman and an astronaut. And, right. Uh, but 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 in all reality, I, I was never able to answer that in high school, and it's very frustrating when you're trying to tailor your learning uh, when you start right. to think about col- college and university. <laughs> so so I you know I always wanted to be uh, independent. I never necessarily wanted to work for the man, sure. quote unquote. Um, but but I I feel like this was not like a plan. It was yeah. just totally a God thing. And, sure. and even like as I look to the future and, and beyond music, I, I have to take inspiration from that and know that like someday, you know, this, this band will, will finish and, and God will have my back in the next venture, whatever right. that is. But I can't, I can't tell you what that is either. <laughs> right, right, right. Do you have – I mean wh- obviously you've got to have other passions and pursuits um, oh, you know, beyond music. Of- so, so what are the, some of those passions or pursuits that you, know, you could see yourself like mm. kind of flowing into? Yeah, I'm not, not all of them are like necessarily like occupational, but <laughs> I'm, it's funny, man. Like just being on the road and touring, I think like when I'm at home, I'm like the polar opposite. You'll find me like in the garden, like planting veggies. And last year we took on beekeeping with honeybees. Oh, wow. Nice. And, and I was like, yeah, I'm totally going to be a beekeeper and apiary. And like, I'm going to do this full time. And I realized like, holy, this is a lot of work. <laughs> and, uh, I've really, I have mad respect for people that work in like with agriculture or bees or whatever it is. Like, it's a lot of fun. I'm a, I'm a big lover of coffee. I, I don't think we see eye to eye on that, but you know, God made it. So I figure it's gotta be okay. That's right. Um, <laughs> So, so yeah, man, maybe some venture in that. We'll see. <laughs> nice. Nice. Yeah. So, um, you, so you were, 
involved with the band fairly early on then, right? I mean, is this is this like a high school this is a seems to be from what you were saying earlier, like a high school band that kind of formed and and matriculated out into um what it's become. Is that is that fairly accurate? Yeah. So basically um the other guys in the band and and they had a band called Swish. I had this band uh, called the Cheese Monkeys from Planet Nine, and <laughs> nice. somehow, somehow, we all ended up playing shows together. And we were at the show in uh, upstate New York called Kingdom Bound. Okay, yeah, uh, yeah. You probably heard about it growing up in New Hampshire. And yeah. then, uh, yeah, somehow, like we were like playing on like the side park stage, and like we had won the prize to get to play a few songs there. And and those guys asked me like, hey, like man, we're thinking about putting a band together, like a real one. And uh, yep. we were all finishing high school and I didn't know what was going to happen with, with life. So I said, they asked me to come play bass. And I said, well, I guess I can learn. I was sure. uh, singing singing in the other group. And so uh, one thing led to another. And then so as we you know, practiced every day in our church basement and we all worked side jobs, whether it was uh, washing cars or building doors or I don't, I, all the part-time jobs, we just funneled right. all that money into like a band fund and we bought gear and a van and all that kind of stuff. Nice. <clears throat> nice. So how did, how were you all approached um, to kind of begin the launch of the career and, and what's become Hawk Nelson? Yeah. So we spent um, all of our time and all of our money, like doing like, writing recording touring uh we started up in canada near in toronto basically and we would play clubs with other like punk rock bands back then and um you know it's just funny because like it was such a different scene than than what we're involved in right but uh we didn't we didn't really know what we were supposed to do so we're like god wherever you want to open the doors we'll go there and if you close doors that's okay too and so we just worked hard and one thing led to another uh it got some attention from a friend of ours. His name is Trevor. He's in a band called Thousand Foot Crutch. Mm-hmm. And uh, he was kind of like a bigger brother in our uh, hometown. And so he was like, I'd love to work with you guys. I think you have some potential, but you know, you need some help with writing. And so we started working with him for a year and we're, we kind of started writing our first like record that people came to know, which was called letters to the president. And, uh, he kind of like pitched that he kind of was like our like in he pitched us to uh tooth and nail records in seattle and yep. and we went out there and recorded it in 2003 nice nice yeah. and you guys i mean you've had an incredible journey here i you know i was just um jotting down some of you know some of the accolades that you've received over the years i mean several grammy nominations um Two Canadian GMAs, um, GMA Dove Award nominations, you know, Juno nods. I mean, you guys have really um, done mm. a lot and have, you know, really set yourselves up and made a name for yourselves. And I'm sure it's no different, um, you know, the difference of, you know, being in a secular band versus a Christian band, I think you know, some people have this, you know, stylized version of, you know, Christians are always on their, you know, tour buses and, you know, praying and reading their Bibles and things like that. Um, but you, mm. you unfortunately hear a lot of stories about bands and band members, even, um, and, and unfortunately a lot within the Christian community that are kind of, you know, they're, they're singing one thing 
and they're trying to put up this appearance of one thing and then they're doing something completely different. How do you guys mm-hmm. keep each other accountable and, and centered on Christ um, to allow your testimony and to allow the light of the gospel to shine through? Well, man, that's, you covered a lot of ground there. Um, first, uh, yeah, for, for me personally, I just, I don't necessarily measure, um, our career, like by those kind of like award things. Like, I appreciate that. Like, uh, you know, you're painting a picture like that. We've had some success over the years and that's true. God has totally blessed us. Mm-hmm. Um, a funny thing about the awards though, is like, uh, we personally actually have not very won very many. We've always been nominated, <laughs> but we're always the band that loses. Right. And so it's like we've always come in last place in the track meet or something. Right. So, so it's like we, yeah, we participated, right. but we didn't win. Uh, so, so in a way that like makes me happy. It makes I don't know because it's just not about that. Yeah. Um, but God has still been good, and like you say, with that comes like an added level of pressure. Mm-hmm. Um, like with any level of success and probably in any career, I imagine yeah. people, uh, and, and so, yeah, I've seen, um, other artists for sure. They've gone off the deep end, I guess you might say, but even within our own band, between all the members we've had, we've had challenges for sure. And like, mm-hmm. we try to, we try to be there for each other. And yeah. sometimes that's actually easier in the, the van days when you're all like stuck crammed into this 15 passenger van and you're driving through the night and like there's really no hiding from each other and and hiding your feelings (laughs) and emotions uh but then when you yeah when you get to the the bus stage and you're kind of maybe home a little more and you've got your own things going on your own families your own struggles uh you can start to feel a little isolated for sure and 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 that's when it did get a little harder and Mm -hmm. i think that uh I don't know if there's any like perfect answer to like get things, keep things perfect all the time. Sure. But, uh, I know that for us, like I've always viewed the guys as like brothers and you know, with you, with your own family, uh, it's sometimes like a love hate thing. Like you can butt heads, but like, yeah. you know, at the end of the day, you love each other. And, and that's how I see these guys, especially right now, this group of guys are like my, they're my best friends. They're my brothers and I would do anything for them. And you know, music is, is a great, part of that but yeah. it's not it's not like the core of why i value them or i love them so yeah. um i don't know i mean well it, how do we I, well, I was just gonna say let me ask you i mean is it is it fair to say that it's not because you know i, I think you're right i think i you know pictured like this this you know kind of trash up or totally perfect scenario but the fact of the matter is you know we're all we're all broken people, you know? And so yeah. living, you know, figuring out how to live that life with one another as broken people saved by God's grace, um, yeah. you know, presenting that real front that, you know, be, you know, you mentioned that Sibley thing and I have two brothers and, <laughs> you know, it's just, you, you feel that friction sometimes. It's like, I love you. Yeah. I'm willing to die for you, but I'm also willing to kill you some days. <laughs> Exactly. You literally nailed it on the head. Perfect. Uh, yeah, man. And like, like, man, we've been privileged to be on awesome, like Christian tours where like, there's often like a road pastor out or like a daily Devo or not always, but like, even just like, sometimes I feel like that's, that's helpful. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of people don't have that in their jobs, right? Yeah, like yeah. you're in this like, uh, very kind of 
just non-Christian environment probably that that would be weird <laughs> for yeah. people. So I, I kind of feel like we actually have like a, a leg up, so to say, by, by having other Christians around that like, I don't know, we, we, we like we like to say this and hopefully it's the truth that you can extend a little grace to each other. Right. Right. And I and to me I think too, one of the things that um I've learned over the years in terms of, you know, viewing Christian celebrities, whether it be pastors or whether it be musicians or athletes or movie stars, is that idea that no matter what's being presented on that kind of front there, um, they're still broken people too, you know? And I mm-hmm. think sometimes there's, there's a little bit of, um, there's a little lack of grace when it comes from the Christian community. When you hear about, you know, Oh, so-and-so, you know, has yeah. done this or so-and-so has done that. And, you know, it's like, well, they had this huge platform and they just, they blew it and messed it up, you know, and just understanding that, you know, it, it's only by the grace of God that we all don't totally just ruin our lives each and totally. every day. <laughs> um, totally. Honestly. Yeah, you're right. And so, yeah, man, I guess, I guess that's a real thing. Like, I guess, uh, I tried, uh, yeah, it's weird. And then, and then on top of that, you try, you try to somewhat, um, portray when you're in a public light that you, you do have it together. You don't want to mess up. You don't want to let people down. Uh, but, but like you say, we're all just people. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and, and so that, that is an added element that I often don't think about. <laughs> um, let me ask you, because you um, recently, I, I'm not sure how recently, but I think fairly recently, you had some health problems, didn't you, that kind of kept you um, from going out and touring with the band and recording with them? Is that true? Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's weird, man. I'm only in my 30s, mid-30s, but uh, it was a couple years ago, young 30s, I guess, uh, a tumor started eating away like my tibia bone and my right leg, and I was wow. like, I didn't really know it. So I kept touring and limping for a whole year. Right. <laughs> and that whole time I was like, didn't know what was up, but it was, uh, yeah. And so like three years, three surgeries, finally two years ago was my last one. Thank you, Jesus. Nice. Uh, they just kind of removed a big section, big knee replacement, give me a bunch of metal. And now I'm like, you're the bionic man, huh? Be, yeah. Like, I'm like, wait, now I'm just stronger. Right. <laughs> um, <laughs> So, yeah, man, it was really challenging at the time, but like my wife printed out this verse that we put all over our house on the piano, on the fridge in front of where I brush my teeth. Uh, mm. It's Psalm 34, 19 to 20. And, and we we're really like believing for healing. And I, I feel like that's come in a roundabout way, but mm-hmm. um, it's for the righteous person faces many troubles, but the Lord comes to the rescue each time mm. and the Lord protects the bones of the righteous and not one of them will be broken. And that was like a prophetic word written. I think it was like a thousand years ahead of Jesus's time. It was actually about him. Right. Yeah. Um, uh, but, but I feel like, you know, we can hold on to the same promises yeah. uh, for ourselves. And so we just clung to that verse and man, it just it encouraged me that like, wow, like sometimes in Christian culture, we think, oh, we won't face problems. We shouldn't face problems if we're living a holy life. But it's like actually the righteous person faces many troubles. Like yeah. it's pluralistic. And and so anyways, yeah. So 
you know, it kept coming back each year. And I, each year I was like, God, why is this happening? And like, but then I look at that verse and I'm like, you come to my rescue each time. And if you've done it before, you're going to do it again. Mm. And uh, now I'm on the other side of that. I'm just so grateful. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I, I want to ask you, and I mean, um, you know, you can, um, you know, feel free to answer um, however honestly you want or, you know, even have me take this out in the edit, whatever. Um, but, you know, my question to you is, you know, maybe for our listeners, um, is that always the attitude you had during that time it was going on? You know, because I know for me personally, I've been mm. in the middle of trying situations and like I look back on it and it's much easier looking back. Yeah. To see that good and to see, you know, God carrying through. But I know during the time it was like I was gritting my teeth and I was, you know, pounding my fist in the wall, like, you know, really kind of wrestling and struggling with God throughout this. I mean, did you did you have similar experiences doing that or uh, but I also know people, too, who, you know, they they go through adversity and it's just kind of like you know it's kind of like the david versus the daniel you know david yeah. a lot of time yeah. is you know like god why have you abandoned me why have you forsaken me why are my enemies you know pounding around me and then you have the daniel which it almost feels like yeah this is life this is what's happening you know god's <laughs> going to have me thrown into a lion's den but it's not going to change my you know my view of him mm. you know what where was your it- kind of heart and thoughts during that time it would it be bad if i was a little bit of both <laughs> yeah. no and um, i think that's a fair assessment too i mean i just i feel like i just had so much support from the guys in the band we sure i had to miss like i think like three tours and 100 shows kind of thing and it, finding favor his name is dustin daniels uh the bass player he filled in on a couple and ruben from 10th avenue north filled in on a couple like they were just super like so to have that like support yeah it took a lot of like pressure off me yep. from that perspective, like, and the guys were supportive. So I was at home and like watching like FaceTime videos of the concerts and like, nice. um, you know, it's just like, that was kind of unique. Not everybody would have that kind of support, I guess. But at the same, but I remember other times. Yeah. Like, man, you know, what's crazy is I learned a crazy lesson through the whole thing. Yeah. Uh, it happened pretty similar. Uh, sorry. Like in terms of a timeline that happened pretty quickly, after my wife and I, uh, we went through the process of like moving back to Canada from Nashville mm-hmm. to be around family, and we had built a small house, but it was very stressful with the builder. And like in the end, he like tried to take it and not give it to us. And there was lawyers, and it was really stressful. And like this is a Christian guy, so like uh, I don't know if it was like a stress-induced thing or not. But right. I'm, so I was going through this. Like I was, I went to a healing service at a church because I was like, hey, like. God still heals people. I'll, I'll try anything at this point. Right. And I, I sit down and I look over and down the aisle is this, this guy that we had just kind of gone through all this stuff with. And I thought, Oh shoot. And I, right there in that moment, the Holy spirit was like, you need to forgive him. Mm. Like, and not just like in your heart, but you have to like tell him. And right, I was like, right. Oh gosh. I'm like, <laughs> I came here for a physical healing, not this kind of healing. <laughs> But, but, but so like, you know what? I just knew it was just like, I just knew. And so I found him out in the lobby and, uh, told him and I said, you know, I know you're asking for this, but I'm just choosing to release you. I forgive you. Even though I don't feel like it, it's the right thing to do. And I don't, man, something like lifted off of me that I believe was God was able to physically heal me Mm. because 
because of that lesson learned, like mm-hmm. kind of thing. Like when you sure. forgive others, you can be forgiven. So I don't know, man, that's not the exact thing that you were talking about, but that's something that I went through. Yeah, no. And I, you know, I think that's, I think that's great because I think there are times, you know, we, we obviously, you know, I think, I think you can swing too far in, in a direction where, you know, we don't ascribe anything to, um, anything physical that can happen to us to, you know, our sin or, you know, the sin of others. And we can swing too far in the other direction saying, well, no, that, that doesn't happen anymore. And, you know, nothing like that ever happens. You know, I think Christ, Christ comes into the world and, you know, you see, you see a balance of both going on where, you know, there are so many times where it's like, yeah, you know, this person sinned. And so they need to be forgiven and healed of their sin before they can physically be healed. But, you know, then the disciples come to him and it's like, Oh, well, why was this man? What did this man do to sin to be born, born blind? Was it him or his parents? And it's like, neither. I mean, he, he was born this way so that, you know, God's power could be demonstrated in his life. Um, Totally. You know? And so I think, you know, I think that's cool that you bring that up and you talk about that. I mean, that's just my story, man. I mean, I'm, it's weird. Like there's, I still like, I'm not really able to run and I used to be a runner. Um, you know, but I'm not going to like, I'm not going to cry because like I'm walking around, I can play concerts. Right. Um, when I, when I was in the hospital with all these other patients with similar situations, people like a lot of people lost limbs and, and muscles and things. And that's like, I'm not going to complain. Like right. I'm going to shut up and be grateful and thankful for life every day. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that is one of the unique things um during a sickness or an injury like that. You know, first of all, you talked about just so many people coming around you and supporting you through that, but then being in the midst of people who are, you know, who are literally going through worse than you are and you can just yeah. you know, just see that and really, you know, be so thankful that, you know, yeah, that I'm, I'm not, I'm not in that position, you know, God, you haven't taken my limb from me. And so, you know, having that attitude of gratefulness. It's important, you know, I I often think like, I think I'm going back for a checkup uh, in a few weeks, but I often think like, it's actually kind of healthy to like visit hospitals and just sometimes Mm. see that side of uh, life's fragility. Like, like, you know, how fragile it is. And, um, you know, because, or else we can get caught up in our, like, Western, like, oh, give me, I need more, I need bigger, I need shinier. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, um, you know, like, you know what? We have breath in our lungs. Like, we've got food on the table. We should be pretty grateful. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I think um, it's funny because you and I just kind of dove right in. And so I, I do want to make um, mention again, you know, I'm talking with uh, Daniel Biro here, and we are talking about um, Hawk Nelson latest record coming uh that came out miracles that came out was it march 3rd uh i think it was april 6th oh, okay. i could be wrong but it was just this month uh yeah okay excellent so um you know we we will be getting in and talking about the record i promise um but i'm just i'm having such a great time just talking with you about <laughs> your um testimony and you know the ministry um that that you oh, personally it, been able yeah. to have so um that's yeah. that's great um yeah nathan i i don't i don't personally like need to uh you know self-promote anything i feel cool. like with like if god wants to use the record he's he's gonna do that 
we've done our part. So nice. <laughs> it's all good. <laughs> nice. And I'm sure you've been all over, um, you know, call-ins for, for radio shows all over the world and things like that. So, um, you know, I feel free to kind of just talk to you and hang out with you. Um, nice, nice. Let me um, – let me ask you getting in, um, this is one question that I love, um, asking people because I think no matter what you do in life, you, you have inspirations, you have people that you look up to and you can't help to a certain extent imitate that. And so for a musician, um, I love asking who are your musical influences and where do you see yourself kind of imitating, um, some of those, uh, people in your music? Yeah, man. Uh, it's funny. I'm, technically the bass player but i'm probably the least musical in the in the group um you know you've got those people in your life that yeah. like they can play everything yeah they can sit down and they can play uh I, i'm not one of those <laughs> <laughs> uh i can't read music i never like aspired to be a musician quote unquote until like you know these guys asked me to come join their band really and right. um, what's funny about it is i'm the last one standing from that group of four guys that started this band. Oh, wow. uh, yeah. So it's, it's funny because I'm being the least musical. I'm a little more like business minded and like, mm-hmm. I love traveling and meeting people and hearing their stories and seeing what God's doing. But like, to me, the, the music is like a, a secondary thing, which sure. is so funny. When you think about being in a band, you think of rock and roll. But, uh, I, I think it's funny because I realized like, it's probably like 5% of the job, if that makes mm. sense. Okay. Yeah. Um, so much of the, what we do is just travel and, uh, meeting people and mm. hearing the stories and getting to share in like their vision for an event or for a tour or whatever. And so we, we jump on stage and play music for a few minutes and then yep. we pack it up and <laughs> move on Head to it's the just, next one. <laughs> yeah. But man, I've been, I really love, um, Tim Foreman who plays with Switchfoot. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I just think he's got a really cool presence. Um, I know like one of his big influences is Paul McCartney from the Beatles. And mm-hmm. I, I think Paul McCartney stuff is really melodic and cool bass lines. And I respect that he could sing lead vocals as well as play really cool melodic bass lines nice. at the same time. Cause I, I can't do that. <laughs> um, so yeah, man, but, uh, my buddy Matt, uh, taught me how to play so i really appreciate his influence uh we were just in youth group together you know uh nice. the praise and worship team so like yeah i don't have any big names for you i'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> no that's totally cool and and again you know this is one of the reasons why i love interviewing different people and talking with different people is because everyone just has their own unique story and the things that they do and so that's really cool it's true it's um, true one of the things that I want to talk about, um, and I'm gonna, it's gonna lead me kind of into um, another question. I talked about, you know, some of the some of the nominations that you guys have had, but you've also had um, some experience with film and TV as well. Um, American Idol. Now, I, I just saw the the like press release. You know, I get the little press release kit when musicians come on, and you know, one of the things that I saw is that you guys. Um, one of your songs was used in the Olympics and then in the, in the movie Jumanji. Is that, tell me about that. Like that's, I mean, do you, do you like go, do, does somebody just kind of like, you've already recorded it. And so they're just like, Oh, we're taking this and we're using it here. Or do you go and actually, you know, uh, record it specifically for those events? 
Uh, we've had a little bit of both, depending on the situation. Um, in regards to like the most recent thing, like that Jumanji movie uh-huh. with Dwayne Johnson, like I, I, I feel bad. I still haven't seen it, but they, <laughs> they, they, they used it in the trailer, which is really cool. I would have preferred if it was in the movie, but you know, I'll take what I can get. Sure, sure. Um, <laughs> Uh, that was just like, that's a song called just getting started from our last record, uh, on diamonds that for some reason it made its way into some hands of Sony in Los Angeles. And then they've just been pitching it for different things. So it's been in like a lot of different like TV and film things. And, okay. and it's funny because everyone's like, did I just hear Hawk Nelson? And, was, right. and so I'll like go and like watch the trailer. And it's funny that someone even noticed because it doesn't even have any of John's lead vocals in it. They just took the music bed, like the track. Oh wow! And for some reason they thought it was good enough for that moment that their trailer only uh, it only featured Hawk Nelson and Guns N' Roses. <laughs> and I'm like, how do we, how does this happen? Like, God, you're, you're funny. Like you're so funny. Oh, so great. those things are always really fun opportunities. Like, um, another time, like way back when we were like a different band, mm-hmm. uh, we got to go to Hollywood and, and actually be in a movie called yours, mine and ours with oh, uh, yeah. Dennis Quaid. And, uh, it was, that was one where the, director actually called us and said man we need like a party scene song uh it, kind of this kind of vibe like can you give me something so it was very specific and so that was a song called bring him out nice. and we wrote it for for that and it actually ended up going on our next record but it was written for the movie <laughs> nice now did you get yeah. to meet uh anyone from the movie when you did that yeah it was fun we got to like go and actually we were like in the party scene mm-hmm. and uh it was funny. We were walking around like behind on the set and Rene Russo uh, noticed John's tattoo on his arm to tell meaning uh, it is finished. Yep. Uh, and, and she says, I'm a, I'm a Christian too. Would you like to come back to my trailer and like have a little like Bible time? And we're like, what? <laughs> nice. We're like in Hollywood and you just don't expect this stuff. But that's when you realize like, man, God is like working in so many people's lives in so many different ways. And, yeah. uh, I don't know. That was just really cool. Yeah, we we got to meet a bunch of people. It was it was really exciting. <laughs> nice. That's that's very cool. And so that's that's going to kind of lead me into my next um, question because again, um, you know, I've had opportunities to interact with many different people, and some of them cool. more famous than others. You know, and and I remember when those opportunities came around, um, you know, th- this bubble just kind of burst around the lifestyle and, and the way that these people live and interact with other things, you know? And so, you know, just talking to you because Hawk Nelson isn't, um, you know, it, it's not a little indie band. I mean, you know, you guys, you have, you're out there, your name is out there. Your music is played on, you know, soccer mom car radios all around (laughs) the united states um that's funny and 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 so you know it 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 is a big deal and you guys do have Mm. several number one hits that have come out over the years um and so my thought is with that that there's also you know there's a level of success that has come with that you know being able to make a living doing this and getting your names out there and, and being more famous. You know, I mean, I look, I, um, just before we went on here, um, I always try to go on when I have a band on and, and I interview someone specifically, you know, um, hit them up on Twitter. So that way I can retweet and people can see, Oh, you know, 
just kind of check out this interview and things like that. And so, you know, you have, you have a significant number of uh, Twitter followers, um, you know, for you personally, even outside of the Hawk Nelson name. And so, you know, people are following you on Twitter. So you have a level of stardom and success, but is your life like, you know, sitting in your room and servants bringing you grapes and cheese and <laughs> all that stuff, you know, I mean, talk, talk to me about, you know, what, what the life is like for you, you know, what, when you're not on tour, you know, what, what are your home chores that you have to do that when you get home, your wife just kind of looks at you and she's like, <laughs> Hey babe, I've got a long list for you. <laughs> oh man, this is hilarious. It's like, it's like a mini version of that. Like, segment like stars they go grocery shopping right, right. they change their own <laughs> socks yeah like except dude that's so funny like no like god has definitely blessed us with um like a name that you're right like and like basically like someone pointed out to me like that in christian households in north america you're kind of like a known name and i was like wow like how did that happen like right i, I it just it's just amazing however We've totally been blessed to be able to make a, a somewhat of a living from this yeah. uh, for, for 15 years, which is a long time. Yeah. Um, but, but, but you dude, I'm the guy that cleans out the toilets. <laughs> I'm the guy that uh, rakes the yard. I'm the guy that does the dishes. I'm the guy that whatever it is, man, like there's nothing. I just did like the cat litter last night. Right. I mean, I'll do whatever, <laughs> whatever it is. And it, you know what? It's, that's what I really appreciate about this group of guys is, uh, generally speaking, we've done a very good job. I feel like of just like keeping down to earth. We realize, you know, all, everyone has the same value, whether you're Michael W. Smith or right. whether you're Bono or whether you're that indie band that's opening up. And so, yeah, man, you could pretty much any like disgusting job or chore <laughs> you could think of. And, uh, I'll probably be doing it this week. <laughs> Get Mike Rowe to come around and interview you for dirty jobs. Seriously, man. Uh, there's, yeah, I won't, I won't go into it, but there's stuff. <laughs> um, we're going to be playing uh, an intro to um, your song. Uh, he still does miracles uh, at the beginning of this. Actually, for those who are listening, that song was on the intro. You've already heard it. Um, you know, that's kind of the problem with uh, pre-recording podcasts is you forget what's the past, present and future sometimes. <laughs> um, but so for those who are listening, they will have already heard that song. Um, tell me a little bit about that. And um, because the, the name of the record is miracles and then you have this song, he still does miracles. So talk to me a little bit about that and um, how that all came about. Yeah, so we were uh, finished our last record, Diamonds, like maybe three years ago it came out. Mm -hmm. And, you know, after a year, I remember John was like, hey, we should probably start writing for the next one. And, man, it just, as the year went on, nothing was really coming together. Or, like, he, he, John's a great writer, and I've always respected him in that, right? But, um, man, just not, nothing was really kind of... A, working out and i think the bar had been set a little higher with our last record uh songs like drops in the ocean uh had really resonated with people which was good but it's a double-edged sword that you now have to like rise to the occasion and um right so i man it was just not working out and i remember calling him at one point when i, I just knew he was beating his head against the wall 
flying to Nashville for some co-writes and he lives on the West coast now. And man, I just, I just said, you just gotta, I think we just need to like, not do this for a bit. Like, let's just, just not do this. Like, sure, let's sure. not force it. And it's when that happened that we actually kind of were like, okay, okay. That then God breathed a whole bunch of new songs into the process. And like, that's when miracles came about. And, um, it was going to be called miracles, the song as well, okay. but this band called unspoken have a song called miracle <laughs> that was released like a month before we were going to release. And we didn't know that until right. we like heard it on the radio. And we we're like, Oh shoot. Like, and so someone was like, yeah, you, you probably need to change the name if it's going to get played on Christian radio at the same time. And we were like, right. That's okay. Well, well, he, you know, he still does miracles. We'll just call it that. <laughs> right, right. Now, let me ask uh, you about but, uh, that real quick, and just to let you continue. Like, do you run into that often, where you're you're kind of thinking of something, and it's like, oh, I just heard this title for this song, and so my question is kind of like, do you change it because you have to, or do you change it just so that it doesn't get confused with something else? Ooh, yeah. I guess it's. It hasn't actually happened as much as you would think. Like I would think like it would have happened before, but this was the first time in our 15 years that that's ever happened. And we changed it more because we wanted radio to be able to play both songs at the same time. It was just a logistical thing that like a couple of big radio stations were like, yeah, like if you change the name, then we won't even have, it won't be, it'll be a non-issue. Right. And, and, and if you don't, then it might be an issue. And we're right. like, okay, let's just change it. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it's funny. Nice. Nice. I love the unspoken guys. Their, their song miracle is actually really good. Sweet. I want to read um, a little bit from this one song. Um, I was, again, just kind of before we went on air, I was looking around and, just kind of going through some of the lyrics and I was, I was noticing the lyrics um, and it's not, I don't believe it's to miracles um, and forgive me. I forget which one it is um, because I I came home from school and uh, we had set the, the cast time up for uh, five 30 Eastern time. And uh, by the time I got home from school, it was like four 40. And then my wife came home with my son and it was like, uh, Hi, babe. How you doing? I got to prep for the podcast real quick. And so um, I grabbed the lyrics because I do love the lyrics on this song. And you can tell me which song they belong to. Um, I'm telling you, there's no such thing as hopeless for a believer. No such thing as broken for our Redeemer. No war he can't win. No fear he can't face. No hurt he can't heal. No soul he can't save. There's no such thing as hopeless for a believer. No such thing. Um. You got, you got it. That's the song. It's Is called it? No Such Thing. <laughs> nice, nice. Um, and because I was just, I was looking through, um, like I said, I was just looking through the lyrics and I just, I love those because it places all of the pr- power in supremacy with Christ. Um, yeah. You know, and I, I, I more and more hear songs that, you know, it, it just, it, it, to me, there's a muddling of the gospel message. There's a muddling of who Christ is. You almost hear these lyrics where it's like, 
you know, you can't tell if somebody's singing about Christ or somebody singing about their boyfriend or girlfriend. Yeah. You can't yeah, tell, yeah. you know, you can't tell, uh, you know, if it's this, you know, happy go lucky, you know, psychological mumbo jumbo. And, and I just love those because it all comes down to, you know, him and who he is. And the reason we have hope, the reason why we can continue and pursue is because it's all in his hands, not in ours. Yeah, man. And like, I didn't write that song John did, but isn't that true? Like when things aren't going the way you want or the way you planned, like those are lyrics that I myself, like I need to fall back on. Like mm. I need to, to put the, the situation in God's hands. Cause like sometimes you're just like out of options. Like you don't know what to do. Yeah. And so, so it's, it's, yeah, man, I'm inspired too. Like when I actually sometimes like, like some of the songs I love, some of them I don't love as much, but, yeah. <laughs> but, but all the words on this record, man, like I'm, I'm very inspired. Like I'm actually probably going to go listen to it. Now. <laughs> nice. Nice. Yeah. And I, I gotta say, honestly, that's one of my favorite things um, about doing this. I think I have a lot of favorite things. I think I've said that a lot on this podcast, but I really do. <laughs> I mean, you know, being able to do this is cool because one of the things that I get to do is I get to get pre-releases of the music. So, you know, I got, um, before the album drop, I actually got it a week early, um, and was able to listen to it. And, um, you know, it is, it's just, it's so great. And it just shows, I love, I love when scripture does it. And I love when music does it too, where it just shows our frailty and our weakness and Christ's strength and his power. Because first of all, it's the truth. Yeah. We are nothing outside of him. But second of all, it just shows how great and mighty our God is and how we can rest in him and who he is. Um, so, wow. Preach it, <laughs> dude. I, you know, just going to say, um, we are, um, winding down on time, unfortunately. Um, but, uh, I want to give you the floor last few minutes, just kind of say anything you want to say. I know you kind of have trouble promoting your record. So I'm going to do that right now. Talking with <laughs> Daniel Biro. Um, from uh, Hawk Nelson, the album Miracles. Um, go out, pick it up. It is a really great album. Um, and before we sign off, Daniel, I just, uh, like I said, want to give you a few minutes, um, kind of, you know, anything that's um, on your heart that you want to talk about. Uh, if there are any, you know, um, mission organizations or causes that you want to put out to people and you'd like them to go and check those things out, um, you know, you have the floor, man. Yeah, man. I think uh, there's a lot of organizations. I love what they do. Uh, humanitarian organizations like Compassion. Mm-hmm. Um, we've seen them at work. We've had the privilege of sponsoring kids for years. But um, I really believe that the biggest mission field for each of us is just in our own lives, mm-hmm. those people around us. And for me, that has meant family. Uh, you know, it's mm-hmm. not always like this. Like I got lots of people in my family like that, whether I don't know if they're saved, um, some are and some claim to be. And then, but you know what I mean? Like it's, yeah, I would just say to anyone listening that like, uh, what I, I believe it was mother Teresa, actually, someone said, you know, how can you change the world? And she says like, go home and love your family. Mm, yeah. Uh, because, because that's like, the revolution, you know what I mean? This is your world and, and no one can influence those around you like you can. And, and so this is the biggest lesson I'm learning is that, you know, big world stuff, like that's great. Those are, those are good things. We need to be reminded that there's people in need all around the world, yeah. but 
uh, here at home, man, just in our own walls, I think people can feel trapped and depressed and alone. And I think that we can be, uh, you know, we can be like there for them. I'm trying to think of the, the lifeline or whatever. Um, yeah, yeah. I don't know, man. It's been, it's been interesting learning that. And, you know, like I say, my family isn't like this picture perfect situation, uh, right now, but I'm holding them up in prayer and believing that in God's timing that, you know, that God's going to do the work and, uh, and, and maybe that sometimes that's through me. So, nice. um, I don't know if anyone's listening, I would just say, learn to, uh, learn to love those around you. Cause I think that's, that's, if we can all learn to do that, then, then something is going to happen. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Nice, man. Thank you so much. Um, well, I'm going to be linking, um, you know, all this stuff like crazy, but I'll also, uh, I'll throw a link up there for compassion because you're right. They are such a great organization. My wife and I have sponsored children over the years through compassion as well. Um, they are awesome. And so I'm going to throw a link up there so people can link up with compassion. Um, and if you feel so led to sponsor a child, please do so. Um, but once again, Daniel, thank you so much for coming on and joining. This has been fantastic. I wish we could sit here and just talk for uh, several more hours. Unfortunately, I've barely <laughs> seen my wife, and so if I don't get off, oh. I think she might kill me. Um, that's, that's, see, that's what I'm talking about, loving those around you. <laughs> that's right. That's right. <laughs> okay, Nathan. Well, I appreciate right. you too, man. Thanks for having good questions, doing your research, listening to music. I hope it inspires you and everyone listens to it. I feel like just be open to – Letting God use it, yeah. Yeah, dude. Thanks so much. We're going to go ahead and sign off now. Daniel, we just rocked the Casbah. These go to 11.